We want to thank today's sponsor of our show, Byberg Small Business Insurance. Entrepreneurship is full of challenges and uncertainties. Your insurance policy doesn't need to be one of them. You can visit Byberg.com to get a quote in minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Policies start as low as $35 a month. You can also call 1-866-757-4487 to speak directly with a licensed agent who will gladly help you through the process and answer any questions you might have. Thank you to Byberg Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Artie Friends podcast. And as always, we'll link this in our show notes as well as on our website if you guys want to check it out. All right, real quick, we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave. It's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately. In all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding. And Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal. And Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code ALREADYFRIENDS50, you'll get 50% off. Again, that is ALREADYFRIENDS50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at factormeals.com. So go to factormeals.com slash alreadyfriends50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And I am Logan. How's it going? <laughs> Special guest. Not Allison. We have Logan here today. Logan is one of my really good friends, ex-coworker. We don't work together yeah. any longer, but we met back in 2019 when we were working together. It's been a minute, that's for sure. I can't believe it was 2019, actually. It feels I like know. it was just yesterday and also a decade ago Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was yesterday, but it also does. But yeah, so Logan is here. We are doing our signature What Would Your Bestie Do segment. We do this every single month. And lately, we've been bringing on our friends to give a different perspective. Like me and Allison can only give the same advice every month. They only have so much advice to give. (laughs) So we've been bringing on our friends and we thought, what better than to have a guy's perspective on some of the stuff? Because I feel like guys see things so differently. And I'll caveat and I will to take everything that I say today with a massive grain of salt, of course. (laughs) And I recognize, you know, that guys are not the most intelligent creatures, but it'll be a different perspective to say the least. That's for (laughs) sure. So it's for sure different. Yes. But also Logan is our quote unquote dad friend. I feel like you act like a dad. You give dad advice. I make dad jokes. Dad jokes. Like the phrase that you always say that sticks out in my head is you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. (laughs) (laughs) That I got that from my dad. I mean, he's been saying that to me and my sister since we were kids and it's just stuck with me. And it's true. If you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. No, it's so true. (laughs) It continues to ring true. But first, as always, we're going to catch up. I have not seen Logan actually in a long time. It's probably been like six months. For sure. To be fair. I think we saw each other for like 15 minutes three months ago when I helped you take some photos for your new clothing line, which is definitely something we're going to talk about. 
But yeah, I, I can't even tell you the last time I saw you. I know, but I feel like our friendship's one of those where, you know, it could be a week, a month, a year, and then as soon as you see each other again, it picks right back up. It where picks you left right up. back up. Exactly. Me and Logan are both ENTJs. Uh, oh, that's right. yeah. So we're very similar. I was like, what acronym is that? What's Entage? <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Which is like the psycho Myers-Briggs, the commander. Aye, aye. The commanders, absolutely. And I so, mean, it's so accurate though, to be fair. No, when we've done it with friends and then you can take a step back and objectively look at the, you know, what the the qualities are of each of those and you see your friends and the ones that they fall into, you're like, oh, wow, this is this couldn't be more accurate. Yeah, it's it's wild, actually. Yeah, so we always match each other's energy, which is really fun. But, okay, yes, let's talk about Evoca More. That's what you've been up to. Congratulations. Yes. You're you. launching a clothing line. I am. And it has been undeniably um, one of the most, actually, I'll, I'll say it here on the record, the most challenging endeavor that I've done in my life, uh, but also one of the most rewarding. And I guess to give the 30 seconds elevator pitch about the brand. It's like a bespoke men's fashion label. And our flagship product is sunglasses, actually. I have some mm -hmm. right here, to be honest. Oh my gosh, right, look at that. Right here. All of our sunglasses are handmade in Italy, which mm -hmm. is a unique feature. What, so sets, what sets us apart from the competitors, I knew like going into uh, like fashion in general, it's such a saturated market. So how do I separate myself and differentiate my brand from others, right? Uh, one, going to men's fashion, I think already does that. There are so many women's fashion brands, but there aren't as many men's fashion brands. Uh, two, uh, instead of doing just clothing, we are doing, we are having a full collection of clothing as well. Uh, but I wanted to do accessories because I feel like that's more of an untapped market. And I looked at my own fashion and things I was interested in and realized that when I build an outfit, I like to accessorize with, you know, five or six different things and oftentimes sunglasses being those. Mm -hmm. So I did a bunch of research deep dove and realized that, you know, there is a marketplace for high quality premium sunglasses, especially when a lot of these, you know, luxury houses like, let's say, Tom Ford, Balenciaga, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, all of those brands, um, if like any major fashion house that you could think of, uh, all of them, they outsource their eyewear manufacturing to a conglomerate and it's called Luxottica. Mm -hmm. So any major, anyone you see walking down the road from Prada, Ray-Ban, all of them, literally all of them are owned by a parent company. And because of that, you know, the designs are kind of rinse washed and repeated. They outsource their manufacturing to make their overhead lower and increase their margins. And so there's just been a decrease in quality. And so I realized that, you know, I'm going to set my brand apart by having them designed by a single eyewear designer who's based in the UK. He's amazing. And then, you know, I was like, where do I, where are the best eyewear manufactured? And I had no idea. I literally Googled that. <laughs> And I'm like, I found nothing because obviously that's not how you go about it. But, you know, extensive research, I hired a consultant to help me and pinpointed that Italy was the best place by and large to do it. And then started going down the uh, rabbit hole of figuring out how to manufacture a tangible product, which was a very, very new and daunting experience, to say the least. No, that's crazy. I remember I was with Hania August of last year and you called us and you told us what you're doing and we were so excited for you. And that was probably even months after all of your initial research and all of that. So I can't even imagine how long you've been working 
on it. Yeah, it's one of those things where there's no real rush for me to to launch the brand aside from, you know, the financial investment that I've put into the brand. Like obviously mm-hmm. I haven't received any ROI from that because it's all in inventory and, you know, research and development and branding. So hopefully when it launches, like please buy some products <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've, I'm inventory, inventory rich, capital poor right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I told you guys, you guys are probably like, oh, cool idea. Probably not gonna happen though. But no, I, I knew it was like something I was passionate about and I, I consider myself quite entrepreneurial. So wanted to mix those things of, you know, storytelling, being an entrepreneur and fashion. And I'm like, how could I do that? And a clothing label was the, you know, best thing I could think of. Yeah. Because if you don't know, Logan is a little travel filmmaker, yes. director, all the things. And I say little, I don't know why I said that, but I'm quite tall. actually. <laughs> He's actually really tall, but yeah. And it's cool to have something other than that. Cause I feel like so much, sometimes we have one thing that's our entire identity. And I feel like it's really cool that you branched out and have something else that is a part of you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've kind of always been known as the camera guy with my friends and and things like that. And when I really started becoming more passionate about fashion, that was, you know, a, a way to express myself on a daily basis through clothing and building outfits and then, you know, sharing that on social media. And oftentimes I would see products from a lot of brands that I that I look up to and admire. And I'm like, oh, there's, you know, a slight aspect that I'm like, oh, I could do that a little better or like mm-hmm. um, I could do it a little differently. And then I one day I was like, why don't I? Why don't I just do it myself? Wow. So, yeah. And you said when you were like, and you, honey, probably didn't think I was going to do it. If I were to bet money on someone doing something that said they're going to do something, it would be you. Well, so, I appreciate well, I'm not that. surprised yeah, that yeah. it's here. And while we're here, I actually have a little gift for Kara from the brand, a little pre-release. What? Something small, just something small. So, Oh my gosh, this is unplanned. I don't know what this is. <gasps> so it's just... It's just a little something, oh um, unreleased inventory. So you can go and open it on there if you <gasps> okay, want. Okay, opening it. And just to get an idea of branding and everything that we're working on. Cue card. We're not on YouTube yet. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> this has been a great time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. A little ASMR with the, <laughs> the pen. Wait, what is this? So they are one of our neckties or bandanas. <gasps> You can style it however you want. I'm actually wearing one right now as well. We're doing them in three different colors. It was one of the first few like major inventory um, deliveries that we took. So I figured, yeah, I'd bring something small. Oh my for gosh. You to have. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is absolutely. awesome. Wait, now I'm a first. Now you got to wear it as like a. Like, <laughs> like a, on my forehead. Little, yes, exactly. Like Tupac. Like, like a sous chef. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, this is so cute. Yes, it's coming in three different colors. So that's like our rose color. It smells good too. Um, we're doing like a teal and then a green as well. Well, wow, obsessed. Evoke more. I'm obsessed with the sunglasses. That's Thank you. Yeah, try them on. Oh my gosh, so, test the quality of them. No, they're so sick. Those are our Barcelona frames. Those are the design that I drew the most inspiration from initially and kind of ran with it from there. And then we have four different glasses total across three designs. So those in particular, those we'll be doing in a blue lens and an orange lens. And then we have our Florence frame, which is a bit more subdued, more for, you know, uh, the general population, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, those are in a tortoise frame. And then we have our New York frame, uh, which is like a black, super sleek with like a green frame. And I love every single one. People often ask me which pair is my favorite and which design. And it honestly changes every single day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I can, you know, like we, I took delivery of my glasses, the full inventory um, about a week ago and holding, unboxing them all and holding them all uh, was just really, I don't even know how to describe it. It was very emotional and it was just weird, you know, holding something tactile 
tactilely and tangibly that I'm like, this is mine. Like I, I created this, like this only exists because of something that the work and the effort that I put in. It, so mm. it's cool. It was a very, very cool experience. Yeah. All the hard work, all the research, all the calls, emails, everything. Exactly. All the late See. nights. Yeah. Because the thing about manufacturing clothing and accessories, most times your manufacturers are overseas. That just tends to be like, I, I looked into initially doing US made. Um, unfortunately, one, the quality actually, quality standards aren't as high and they're very expensive. So for me, my glasses are made in Italy and our clothing is mainly made in Portugal and Turkey, which is pretty cool. Which you were just in Turkey, actually. I was so, just there. Yeah, you could have stopped by my manufacturers <laughs> and said <laughs> did hi. a quality check. <laughs> yeah, did a quality control check, exactly. <laughs> no, that's so exciting. What are the three biggest takeaways you've had on your entrepreneurial journey? Because I feel like a lot of people that listen maybe want to start their own something, whether it's a podcast, a business, anything. What have you learned in the last year? So the first thing, that I would say is that if you look at everyone who's done something successful in whatever niche it is that you're pursuing, all of those individuals, no matter how excelled they appear now and how how much expertise they appear to exhume now, all of them once started where, where you are currently. So don't let the fear of, you know, I have to be great and excellent and everything has to work out from the get-go. The best thing that you can do is, is just start. Like I, mm-hmm. I started simply by Googling where to make sunglasses <laughs> and you just kind of learn over time. And, you know, it's gonna, and I guess my second point then would be to not be fearful of mistakes that you'll make along whatever journey that you're embarking on. For me, I try to, anytime that I I make an error, and especially with physical products, some of those errors can be quite expensive. Mm. Um, I try to take all of those mistakes and road bumps as a learning experience and really set with those. And, you know, what can I take away from that? And for me, in either entrepreneurial path I have in my life, I've learned more from those mistakes than I have from the successes that I've had. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of the mistakes. And then the third thing would be, you know, it's kind of twofold, I guess. So don't be afraid to tell people that you're doing whatever it is that you're going after because I think that you know there's this there's this sense in our culture now to like grind in the silence and you know let your success make the noise I'm sure people have heard that quote right but I think that by you know capturing and you know telling the story of your journey while you're doing it is a really cool thing because one you can look back on it yourself for memories and two you're getting people invested in whatever it is that you're doing anyway so they'll keep you accountable too and by telling people you know oftentimes people will offer their help to you. And they'll be more than happy to help you, give you guidance or advice on whatever it is. Some people, maybe, you know, they've done something similar or something like in a niche that's adjacent to whatever it is that you're doing and can provide some insight that you would have, you know, taken weeks to figure out yourself. So that'd be my my little advice. Yeah, I think people get scared to share their ideas, which we do have a what would your best to do question related to this. Exactly. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I think people do get scared to share their ideas, but you're so right. The pros of sharing it totally outweigh the cons because even myself following along with what you've been doing I've been following along for six eight months now because you've been posting little snippets here and there on TikTok and for me it's cool to see what you've been up to but then even potential customers can get invested like you said really early on and really just get invested in what you're doing what you're building and get excited
excited yeah. just as much as you are when exactly. they finally come. And what I've tried to do is be, you know, quite transparent in the process um, of building the brand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be difficult. It's going to take hard work like anything great in life will. And I think that because of social media and how it's persisted over time, there is this want to make things appear shiny and, you know, only show the highlights, a highlight reel, if you will. But I think people really enjoy getting, you know, the peek behind the curtains and really seeing a more vulnerable side of people and showing those hiccups and road bumps because that is relatable. So I've tried to do it with my brand and there's a couple other brands that I follow that do a pretty good job of that. So I've just tried to, you know, be as transparent as possible throughout the whole throughout the whole process. Any other things you want to share about the brand? When's the launch date? So the launch date is slightly TBT right okay. now. We're waiting on our fine. All of our designs um, are finalized. Pre-production samples have been finalized. Uh, so we're currently just waiting on the rest of our pants to get in, which I'm wearing right now. Oh, nice. Um, and then two of our other shirts um, that are in production right now. And those should finish hopefully within the next 14 days and then should be in shipment. And then at that point, I'll probably, you know, plan out and shoot the launch campaign and then we'll be launched. So realistically, about 45 days, we should be online. But if you want to, you can go to evokamore.co and sign up there to our newsletter and you also get a chance to win $75 off your order. So Very nice. There you go. And launch party, question mark? Is that in the works? It is. I was just (laughs) working on it last night, actually. I have a mood board for it. I can show you. That's so funny that you said that. Logan's very aesthetic, if you can't tell. There's the mood board for the launch party. Oh, yeah. Nice. So the launch party, I'm hoping to have it in tangent with the launch within a few days of the actual launch. So people can come out, physically see the product, try it on. Um, There'll be music, drinks, contemplating. I've been trying to get a tattoo artist to have a tattoo pop-up over there. (laughs) I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, you can try on the product, buy it yourself, and yeah, just have the whole Evoca More experience in person. Very cool. And I'll be in St. Louis. Yes, yes. Is it just private? Uh, it'll be, I haven't decided. It'll d- depend on the, the event space that we get and how many people. I would love to just let anybody come. Yeah. But it might be an invite-only thing. I haven't, if I can find an event space big enough, then I would be like, yeah, the more the barrier. Absolutely. Everybody can come. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. This is so exciting. And yeah, you were totally someone who I had full faith <laughs> in completing what they said they were going to complete. So very, very exciting. We're close. We're The end is near or the beginning is near. I guess, yeah, I guess so. here, final question. And then we can talk about other things. But what's the five or 10 year or just like future vision for the brand? So, you know, I've thought about this quite a lot, actually. And for me, I want the brand to be as big, like I would love the brand to be as big as something like a Kith oh, um, yeah. or like a, one of the other brands I really like is called Amelie Andor. Mm-hmm. Those brands are massive. They're huge. I would love to have, you know, four to five different flagship stores across mm-hmm. the world that are like beautifully designed and with aesthetic interiors and, you know, and branding. Do I want to be in control of all of the logistics of the business for its entirety? I don't think so. The goal, I think, would be to within, you know, five to 10 years to probably sell a portion of the equity of Mm -hmm. the brand and bring on, you know, a proper CEO or somebody to manage the business to where I can then, you know, be 
alleviated to doing all of the, you know, all of the actual just helping with the clothing designs, the fits, Mm -hmm. and then also the brand narrative itself. Like, I don't want to have to be, you know, communicating with manufacturers at three in the morning. Like, that's just not something that I am perpetually interested in. I understand that that's a hat I have to wear right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the long-term goal is, you know, grow it as big as I can and, you know, have as many people wearing the clothing. But to do it all within the parameters of ensuring that the quality of the clothing and the accessories that we provide are at the highest standard. That's, I think, what the brand is kind of hitched on is the inherent quality of the actual garments. So as long as that doesn't have any detriment, like in conjunction with the growth of the brand, then I'm happy for it to grow as as big as possible. And hopefully, you know, if I do sell equity at some point, like I'd make a nice little (laughs) payday too. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's definitely not money motivated, but like that's not going to hurt either. Exactly. And, you know, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with being financially motivated with goals or endeavors, especially things that you're passionate about. Like with my creative career, I absolutely love to do it. But at the same time, I understand the value of what I'm providing. Mm -hmm. And the same with the clothing. I understand the value of what I'm providing. And if I can make a fantastic living while doing that, I'm going to I'm going to go for it 100 percent. And I think everyone else should, too. Yeah. Well, amazing. This is so exciting. And everyone, you can find the link for Evoca More Instagram website in our show notes. But anything else going on that has been fun, exciting, any new hobbies, any new projects? Um, So it's funny because Evoca More has been taking up so much of my time lately. This year, I, at the beginning of the year, I made the decision. I thought I did. I made the decision, excuse me, that I'm not going to travel as much this year mm-hmm. um, and that I'm going to just take time at home to really focus on the brand and getting th- getting it launched and off the ground. But I have ended up actually traveling internationally more than I ever have this year. <laughs> How I, does that happen? I, I know. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, be persistent and not and say no to things. And it, But a lot of these opportunities have been fantastic. I've been to like seven new countries this year, which wow. has been unbelievable. And at the same time, too, I've been able to take some of our sample products and shoot content while on those trips, which has been really really cool. And that's where I, you know, that's a benefit of just being able to travel for a living is mm-hmm. getting to, you know, cross promote when I can. Yeah. Bring the stuff with you, exactly. get some shots. Yeah. And it was all for work. So it's not like you were just leisurely. Yeah. I wasn't around. just on vacation. Just <laughs> no. all over the place. Yeah. We were on productions for most of them. And I feel like that is probably why I haven't seen you. Cause I know when you start a new business, you have to not do fun things on the weekends and you really have to say no. Yeah. I've tried to, you know, and it's for two reasons. One, like the, the time commitment, it's, I'm essentially working like six positions within the business right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm doing them all. I'm not paying myself for them because <laughs> yeah. the business isn't profitable at the moment. Right. And so it's just the time commitment from that. And then also, you know, prioritizing the other commitments that I make to other clients that I have to with my mm-hmm. creative job. Um, I don't want to have any of the quality of work I have in that regard suffer at all. So just, you know, realizing that there's a sense of delayed gratification. But mm-hmm. my one of my old mentors was very prominent about that. It's like putting your time in now, but, you know, one, enjoying the process, rewarding yourself along the way, but then seeing um, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel that once you put this work in, it'll be worth it tenfold what you're doing now. So that's just tunnel vision on, grinding, mm-hmm. trying to get everything sorted until until we get it off. Listen to this advice. He's ready. He's ready for YYBD. Yeah. <laughs> YY? No. WWYBD. WWYBD. Yeah. Don't even know my own acronym. Okay. Yeah. So you told me you're going to Bali like next week. I am going to Bali. <laughs> yes. In about 
10 days, give or take. I'm so doing, when this comes out, you'll be there or on the way. Probably. Yeah. 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 It's a long flight. So it's myself, uh, my good friend, Chris Shepard, who has made a guest appearance in the past. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Okay. Yeah. Actually, Logan, I didn't even say this. You have been your repeat guest. One of very few. Yeah, how many repeat guests do you guys have? Maybe like two. Oh, like my sister and you. I'm now. honored. Yes. I yeah. feel honored. And maybe Clay, Allison's boyfriend. Yeah. So you're on the repeat guest. I'm touched. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Honoree list. And we need an MVP wall right here. Yeah, we photos. do. Yeah, we'll get it sorted. Don't worry. And you were on episode number seven and we had a really good time and we brought on, it was our friend, Chris Shepard. We, we phoned him in, which we thought about doing today. We're like, no, we won't bother him. But you, me and Chris were the three amigos when we lived oh, in New York City. The, the, good old, the good old days. And McKenna and I were just talking about it yesterday or the other day. And McKenna was like, that literally sounds like a TV show. Like You could have made friends. some like quirky <laughs> reality show. Like uh, It was like New Girl. Ex- yes, exactly. And I w- who would Chris be in that situation? Like He'd probably Sh- be Schmidt. Like, I was going to say yeah. But also you're Schmidt. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Schmidt tendencies, I guess. You're too. definitely Schmidt. Chris is a little messy. He might be Nick. Nick Miller. Oh. He does Oh, wait, why are we so dumb? Chris is literally Nick. You're <laughs> Schmidt. True. And I guess I'm, what's her name? S- no. Not Zoe. Why am I blanking on her name? Is that, That's Jess. Jess. That's Jess. Oh, yes, yeah. It's yeah. in the song. It's in the intro. <laughs> yeah. But no, our life could have been, you know, it could have actually been like If a, I ever get into like TV and film, BD needs to be something. They like do. Beautiful Destinations needs to be either a TV show or a book. Something, like, some sort of document, my, documentary or something. like. Just, my life at BD was very interesting. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trade those memories for anything. No. Like, it was amazing. But now where I'm at in life now, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I operated like healthily at that time. I survived. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said to bring that up because McKenna thought that our lives could have been a show. I'm like, that's, I know everyone says that like, oh, I could be a reality TV star. But like, no. No, 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 no. You haven't spent a week with us in New York. <laughs> the three idiots. <laughs> exactly. Dumb, dumb, dumber. So yeah, Logan is a repeat guest. We're so excited to have you back on. Any other things you want to share before we give, give our peaks of the week? Um, Not that I can think of, just mainly working on the brand, trying to get all of the finalized details sorted with that. There are so many small nuances that I didn't overlook, but I didn't think of when initially brain, like brainstorming the brand as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, things from packaging labels to, to hang tags to like, there are so many things. In fact, with my glasses, this is like one of those hiccups that, you know, I try to be transparent about. When they were coming through customs, um, they have a declared value because I had insurance on them and they were, it, it was a ex- very expensive um, amount of inventory. So I wanted the insurance. So because of that, they had to have what was in it and declared value, et cetera. So in the DHL portal, two documents were required. One, just my manufacturer's information. No big mm-hmm. deal. Provided all of that. All good. The other one, I was confused. It said a uh, medical device submission form. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I called DHL, assuming that it was a mistake, that they just put that in there by accident. The first guy I talked to, oh, sorry, it must be a mistake. I'm like, oh, this is like clothing accessories. He said, all, all good and fine. We'll get it taken care of. Nothing happened for the next day. I call again, talk to a supervisor, and apparently had no idea about this beforehand. Sunglasses are considered medical devices in the U.S. and have to be re- documented and regulated by the FDA. No. So at that point, it, I like called my consultant and was going back and forth with emails, and we got it sorted at the 
end of the day, but I had no idea that my glasses are, they're approved by the FDA, which I would never think that sunglasses <laughs> have to be approved by the, the Food and Drug Administration. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wild. Absolutely put that wild. right in the front of the box. FDA approved. FDA approved. Yeah, I don't know if that'll work with the branding. So That's well. so funny. Yeah. So that was like a little hiccup. And you're so transparent and you can follow along on your TikTok. Yeah. Trying to post more now that like things are really getting solidified. I'm going to be posting a lot more about the launch. Um, yeah. So yeah, Logan Armstrong on Instagram and TikTok and then check it out. So that was our new segment. That was your low. That was the low, absolutely. <laughs> so now what was your peak? Peak of the week. The peak is probably has to do with the same exact situation. And like I mentioned earlier, taking delivery of the glasses was truly an emotional experience. Like mm-hmm. having the the box in my apartment of them all and going through and unboxing them. Like I recorded the video, a, a video of me doing it just so I could have that as a memory. And, you know, there's, I could just think back in the moment of all the late nights and communicating with my designer and going through sample iterations. And then just to have the finished product there with like my brand name on the side, it's saying handmade in Italy and just all the, the small touches um, that I that some people may not even notice or appreciate, but I was adamant about. And then just mm-hmm. seeing them, it was fantastic. It was something that felt was like, I was like, oh, it's a long time coming. And I was like, oh, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was great. And I love that you took the moment to appreciate it and romanticize your life because- Absolutely that's so important. Like a lot of us just go day to day without really celebrating those small wins or the big wins that might feel like it's just you and your apartment, but no, it's like, you got to celebrate. A hundred percent. You got to romanticize it. Yes, absolutely. I would say my peak of the week was having my parents in town and getting to spend time with them. So that was really nice. That's great because I am also, I'm a huge mama's boy, actually. (laughs) I love my parents. They're both great mentors to me still. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, some of my biggest advocates and things that I pursue in my life. And so I can understand I very much. Anytime I get to hang out with my parents, I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is good. Yeah. In my earlier 20s, I didn't think like, I was like, ah. They're so I like blow you. I'm like, see you losers. (laughs) No, I have pretty no. cool parents. I'll say I'm, no, lucky. I'm pretty like lucky. Your parents are cool. I have cool parents yeah, too. Yeah. So would never. But okay, let's read your guys' peaks. Let's Not a very see. quick reader. I actually, fun, fun fact, I have dyslexia. And so I pay for Grammarly Pro um, for posting on social media, my website, um, anything with the brand, et cetera. And I still find a way to make grammatical errors on 50% of my posts. Like it is a running joke at this point. Yeah. Anytime Logan posts, I just like look for the, the spelling error. It's, it's on my, it's it's on brand at this point. Like you should just expect it to be there. No, you just should. It's like yeah. clickbait yeah. at this point. Everyone say. Big dummy. You can't help it. <laughs> your, your, two. Other worst two. ones. I think in a post recently, I tried to say sentimental and I, I spelled <laughs> it. Said it. Like sediment, like rocks, pebbles, dirt, like that. That's how I spelled it. I, But to me, my brain, the way my brain works, I don't know if anyone else has dyslexia. Like I'll, one, I can't like visualize a word and spell it. Like I, I physically am incapable of it, but I'll write out a sentence and I will read it through three different times. And in my head, I'm like, looks good. Let's go post it. And then there'll be like six problems with it. Wait, do you actually have real dyslexia? No, I actually do. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. dyslexia. <laughs> You're joking. No, I, no, it's okay. I understand you've just been making fun of me this whole time, but it's okay. Wait, I didn't know you actually were diagnosed. Uh, yeah, it's okay. A little bully never hurt anybody. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
We're going to take a quick break to talk about today's sponsor of our show, Vibrix Small Business Insurance. As a new business owner, you might feel lost and overwhelmed, so talking to an insurance expert can be really reassuring and provide peace of mind. You can spend more time running your business and doing what you love. Whether you're a contractor, landscaper, photographer, podcaster, life coach, consultant, notary, or maybe you own a business like a travel agency, a boutique, or healthcare and social assistance industries, whatever you do with your small business, there's a good chance insurance can protect you and your company from the potential risks of owning and operating a business. We actually had on insurance advisor Ben Topping from Byberg on episode 131, and he actually talked us through real-life small business scenarios where insurance was crucial. We both learned so much in that episode, and I definitely feel more empowered as an entrepreneur now knowing what I know about insurance and how it's so important for businesses, not only for myself, but for our listeners too. In this episode, you'll hear about the different types of small business insurance policies, why you need it, and what it covers. If you call 1-866-757-4487, you can speak with one of Byberg's licensed agents and they'll walk you through each of their policy types and how to get a specific policy for your business needs. Or you can call that number to purchase a policy within minutes. You can also go to Byberg.com and be covered the next day. Byberg is part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, so you can trust they will be there financially. They have a 4.9 star average customer review rating and it is truly a one-stop shop for your business insurance needs, which is amazing. And policies start as low as $35 a month. Thank you to Byberg for sponsoring our show and having been on in episode 131. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Okay. Ab said her peak of the week was a two-week girls trip to Thailand. Two-week trip. Wow. Yeah, that's a double peak because two weeks there. <laughs> yeah, peak of two weeks. Peak of two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's perfect because you'll be on that end of the world. Uh, yeah, pretty close, honestly. Al said picked up running and I am loving it. Oh, that's cool. So I am somebody who I take my health and fitness very seriously. And I started reintroducing running into my training probably about a year, year and a half ago. And there is something special about running, like a runner's high. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a legitimate thing. Like you get in this flow state and you just, you know, it's amazing. So if anyone's thinking about running, I highly recommend it. Even just start with walking and work your way up. It's great. I'm thinking of getting back into running and I love, have you ever used the Peloton app? I I haven't. No, actually. They've guided runs, like a coaching run in your ears. Yeah. So it's really nice. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Sha Torla, I guess is your username. (laughs) Uh, it says, moving out of my parents' house to live with my best friends. I love that because oh, I, some of my best memories to where I was, you know, at the point of crying of laughter have been in at times where it'd be like, 
an eight o'clock on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. like when I was living with friends, either in different apartments or houses, et cetera. So that's amazing. You guys are going to have the best time. Just make sure you keep your space clean <laughs> and, you know, have, have time for yourself as well in there. Because some of the other ones we do. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So Lane Bauer upgraded from a cubicle to a window office. So congrats. I don't know if you got a promotion or if that was just, you know, just something that you're able to do at work, but that's amazing. I think the space that you work in um, is very important. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine working in an actual cubicle. Like to me, that seems like <laughs> dread. Like, I don't know if you've seen, uh, what's the Apple TV show? Do you know which one I'm oh, talking about? Um, yeah. Severance? Yeah. It's phenomenal. But like that idea of that, just no. But a window, you, you <laughs> could have natural light and like some, some nature exposure. Yeah. So that's amazing. So congrats. Yay. And as always, send in your peaks of the week to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast. We post Peak of the Week box on our Instagram stories every Monday. Cinnamon. <laughs> he said cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. You know, just like that. Though. I literally was like, what? Send them in. No, perfect, perfect. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cinnamon with a little. Okay. This week, guys, put like a. If Send you, in cinnamon. If you, if you listen to this, add like a little cinnamon, like, or a spice emoji or something. So we know, you know, that we were listening. Oh my God. That. That's so funny. Yes. Add that to your next week <laughs> box. Okay. Logan, are you ready to give some advice to the girlies? I am ready. Besties, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me pull up the outline. Yeah, we've got some good scenarios. And again, we think it's gonna be good to get some guys' perspective for some of them. Maybe not. <laughs> a different perspective. Like different I said. perspective. Yeah. Okay. First question. I have a major crush on my best friend's brother, but I haven't told her yet. I have no clue if she'll if she's going to get mad or not, or if it'll make our relationship awkward. But I need advice on what you guys think I should do. Love you both in the pod so much. Okay. <laughs> that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, do you want to hear something that comes from an immature place when I was in high school? Yeah, I would absolutely. hate anyone who liked my brother. <laughs> I would, in instant enemies, instant, I hated them. Because I was like, this is my brother. So if it was a friend, I would get so mad. If it was like someone else I wasn't really friends with, I'm like, right. whatever. But yeah, I mean, like now I don't care. Now that I'm in my 20s, but like, right. oh my God, in high school. So I think the age definitely plays a massive part. So I think it depends on how old you are, first <laughs> yeah. off, and the dynamic of the situation as well. And also when you say crush, I think that that needs to be explored a little further. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's just like, you know, a fleeting summer crush, I don't know that it's worth pursuing all that much because the there is, I guess, potential to damage your friendship with there. What if you mm. do pursue them, it doesn't work out and you don't want that to tarnish your relationship with your friend. However, if you genuinely like him and you think that, you know, you could see yourself being with him, I say at least find a way to tactfully approach the subject uh, because you don't want to miss out on, you know, a relationship that could be who knows, potentially somebody that you marry. And then for mm-hmm. me, at least, I look at my brother-in-law and him and I are great friends, actually. And it would be, you know, like I think of that. And so it's it's great that, you know, they are able to have time together, my sister and my brother-in-law, but also him and I are great friends. We share a lot of similar things in common. So the dynamic would be different, of course. But if you're truly interested, you don't want to let love pass you by. No. Well, first, my question is, does the brother know that you like him? Have you guys talked? Because that would make it different. Because if you guys both like each other. What if they've never talked to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, really? Because I think you need to confirm with the brother yeah. that he's 
interested. If there's I, mutual interest, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I would not tell your best friend first until it's confirmed that he, he likes you. what if he doesn't even like you? Yeah, then and then you just awkward. ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you just lost a friendship and yeah. a, a potential boyfriend. So I think order of operations here. Yeah. Figure out how much you like him. Mm-hmm. If you could see yourself genuinely being with this person. Figure out if he likes you too. Yeah, or if there's important. Or if there's a, any interest at all, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I guess find a way to tactfully approach your friend and broach the subject, you know, with vulnerability mm-hmm. and then, you know, ask for their blessing. Ask if it's okay with them to pursue your your brother and go on a date and just to see if it works or not. Yeah. And if they say no, then you can decide whether to, you know, respect their wishes or if it means that much to you to, mm-hmm. you know, pursue it anyway. Yeah, I think if they're really your friend, they'll understand. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it is a little petty and immature to not let you date, not let, for her to not let you date her brother. If anything, you would hope that, you know, it, hopefully she thinks her brother is a great guy. Yeah. Especially if they were raised in the same household. If she wants her friend, I'm sure she wants her friend to be happy. So then if that works out, best of both worlds, then she can go on family vacations together more. Yeah. Like, you just hang out more. Yeah. But this could be a great scenario. Yeah. I mean, this literally happened with my brother uh, because McKenna, her volleyball teammate, and oh, Brady okay. had crushes on each other and like liked each other. And then McKenna was cool and was go. like, that's fine. And now they've been dating for like two years. There's a perfect example right and, there. Yeah. And it all worked out. McKenna's so happy. Like McKenna's besties with Morgan. They're all like, <laughs> actually all living together right now. Oh, we'll go for it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Morgan and Brady moved in with McKenna and are renting from her second bedroom, which is kind of funny. I just say like go for it a then. A couple months. Yeah. But just this do is it. a yeah. great scenario where it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So just. What do you have to lose? Except your friend. But. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Just approach it tactfully and respectfully and vulner- with vulnerability. And yeah. I think you'll be fine. Yes, I agree. Okay. How do I bring up my concerns to my best friend about her new boyfriend doling her shine? For example, I'm starting to see him holding her back from things. The relationship is newer, so I don't know if it's just getting comfortable with her in a relationship again or if it's going to be something where he continues to hold her back. Help. Okay, interesting. (laughs) So there's a couple things here that I would say. You probably know your friend quite well and their personality. And I think that if you start to see them starting to pursue things less that they're passionate about, or, you know, if they typically have a a certain work ethic and that starts to be pulled back because of this relationship or this individual, um, you have to be very careful about how you approach it with them because you don't want it it to come across as like, oh, I don't like your new boyfriend, Mm -hmm. or you don't want it to come across as anything to, you know, tarnish your friendship or for her to resent you. Because if you come and say, I think you've changed and it's like, oh, do you just, are you jealous of my relationship or, or a bunch of different variables? But if you genuinely think that she's less happy because of this, then I think you should bring it up and maybe even, maybe even talk to him. See if, see if he's noticed anything. So because then if you come to him and, you know, you're coming to to him about her well-being, you're then coming from a place of, you know, a place of love instead of a place of like, uh, like you're attacking him or their relationship. Mm-hmm. So then you have to approach it very carefully. But if she seems less happy in general or that she's pursuing things less that she was passionate about, then I think I would definitely bring it up. Yeah, because I think you brought up a few 
things. It says he's holding her back from things is what you feel like. And you feel like he's maybe dulling her shine. I feel like that's two different things. Because, you know, when you do get in a relationship, maybe you're thinking she's being held back from things. Maybe that's just them spending more time together. Yeah. Or like going out on the weekends, things like that, which you just inherently, I've come to realize, yeah, my relationship, like I just don't enjoy going to the bars as much as I used to. Like it just isn't as fun unless you're like with your partner. And then Mm -hmm. even then, I just don't want to do it as frequently, to be honest. But yeah, like you said, if he's knocking her confidence or like saying things that just aren't sitting right with you, I agree. It's very tough waters to navigate because sometimes you are just better off letting them figure that out on their own because I've seen situations where the person goes to try and warn their friend and it just ruins the friendship because that person can't see that. Yeah. And that you don't want any resentment from your friend. You don't want them have, holding any animosity towards you because of your coming to them and making it feel like you're attacking the relationship rather than you're trying to come because you care for that individual. Yeah. And I think the big thing, maybe just outside of the relationship, just check up on her and mm-hmm. just ask if, if she's happy, how she's doing. Yeah. If she's pursuing anything new. Don't make it about the relationship necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be other variables in her life that you may not know about that's causing this this change in her personality that it just could be coincidence that she's in a new relationship as well. You don't ever know for sure. So just maybe check up and see how she's doing and, you know, provide like a comforting hand and then take it from there and see how that goes. I love that. Yeah. Just asking how they are in general and not putting it specifically Mm -hmm. on, well, I noticed this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Next question. I'm moving across the country with my partner and his father toward the end of this year, and I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to find friends and people to spend time with other than my partner once we move. What's your opinion on making new friends after such a big move? Thank you guys. I love your show so much. I've learned so much listening to you, and it's made my work nights go by way quicker. Well, keep listening. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah. Love you, Logan. No, I think moving across the country, knowing no one is scary. Been there, done that. We give a lot of tips for how to make friends. I think we just did an episode recently. I think getting yourself involved in activities is always great. I love joining a new gym, especially workout classes mm-hmm. like a Soul Cycle, Berries, any of those. You can totally make friends at those. I think you just have to put yourself out there and don't be afraid of looking dumb by going up to people and striking up conversations. That's how you're going to meet people. Absolutely. And, you know, some people, they have situations where like they may not be as socially confident as as others. So mm-hmm. let's say it may not be easy if you do at a random bar or coffee shop just to strike a conversation with somebody. I would identify some key things that you really enjoy doing and that mm-hmm. you're very passionate about and finding activities that are public and that, you know, are community-based or, or where people are involved in those and to start attending those. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're just naturally, because if you're passionate about something, you're going to want to talk and gather about that anyway. And it'll just come easy. Uh, So finding those things, events, places, like you said, the gym or or workout classes and start just kind of enveloping yourself in those communities. And then I think the friends will honestly flow naturally from there. I hear also a lot of people make friends on Bumble BFF as girls. That works really well. So yeah, utilize social media. If there's, you know, let's say you're interested in tennis. I'm sure that there are tennis clubs. I'm sure that in, uh, I'm assuming most of these in most major cities, tennis, golf, whatever it may be pottery art, they probably Mm -hmm. have some sort of community online 
through social media. So find out, join whatever Facebook group or, or club that is online and just reach out to a few people and see, you know, if there's any interest in just meeting up for coffee to talk about whatever it is that you both have mutual interest in. Yeah, I like finding a fun activity that you yeah. like. There's also so many leagues of things. Yeah, yeah. There's pickleball. like mini golf leagues. Yeah, pickleball Pickleball's leagues. Huge right now. What'd you say? Pickleball is huge right no, now. No, I'm literally, nowhere. I'm so into it. I keep talking about it on the podcast. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's fun. Have you played? I played in high school. Like What? Yeah, we played like, Gosh, it was- you're OG. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pretty much a trendsetter. <laughs> uh, pickleball champion of 2014, but no big deal. Are you serious? Yeah, at my high school. Pacific High. <laughs> P-Town, baby. Shout out Indians. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so many leagues. Sand volleyball. And you can sign up as one person. Yeah, and I think like people have this uh, negative perception that like meeting potential partners or friends has to be done in like a bar necessarily because I think mm-hmm. that's the the right. social the social construct that people naturally gravitate towards for meeting people. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so many other alternatives for activities and events that you can do that are going to be just as like fruitful for finding. But all in all, I love that you're thinking about making friends other than your partner. That's really important. You can't just hang out with your partner with his dad. Yeah, the you whole don't want to. You know, you don't want to just be completely relying on them for you know social like that, that like social need, that social connection with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking about it in general is good, but don't let it, don't let it cause you any sort of like you know fear involved with it. I think it'll come naturally and easier than you think it will from from the get go. Exactly. Okay. I have a friend who's been ghosting me, but they've been watching all of my Instagram stories. I've reached out several times and they have not responded, but I see their name at the top on Instagram of all of my stories. Should I reach out again and ask why they're watching my stories? What's up with this? That is interesting. I've said there, I mean, these are all interesting. Um, <laughs> but my go-to phrase. So I would think about it like this because, you know, I deal with things in my own life and I sometimes, as somebody who is very, very socially outgoing and very much an extrovert. I do find times and periods in my life where that social battery um, runs quite dry Mm -hmm. and I want to revert back and not talk to anybody and literally do nothing. So you don't ever want to come to a conclusion about what somebody's going through and necessarily read between the lines unnecessarily. I think that you doing your due diligence and reaching out to them and checking up on them um, is all you can do Mm -hmm. and providing, you know, just letting them know that you're here whenever you are or whenever they want to or if they want to chat about something it is interesting that they are just enveloped in you know watching the all the social media stories and everything and that they're it seems like they're online but not wanting <laughs> to talk to you like that is that is odd but yeah I think you just have to you know let people go through what they're going through sometimes it's tough and if you provide you know that if you send your hand to them that's really all you can do yeah you've you put it out there like you said and if they're not gonna respond that's on them and that sucks but I feel like you just got to put your energy in other relationships, other people, because... Yeah, you don't want to invest too much time either, because let's say, like, some people, you know, they... Like, for, for me, I real, I've i realized it in my life. Like, there, there are people in my, my circle, I guess, because you only have so much, like, it's like a, you know, like a battery pack in the same way of energy that you can put into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And if they're not being receptive to that, at a certain point, like you said, like, that energy might be best served elsewhere to people who are going to reciprocate that energy back to you. And 
you know, fostering other relationships that are going to be beneficial to you as well, instead of you just having to, you know, have that that daunting idea of like, are they mad at me? What are they doing? But if you've reached out to them, that's all you can do. And then it, the ball's in their court at this point. Yeah. And like you said, if they're mad at you and you're not sure, that's on them to yeah. tell you. Yep. There's no need for you to spiral. I agree. This one is kind of long, but Defs want to hear y'all's advice. Me and my sister came up with an idea to start a mobile drink business. I don't know if it's like a coffee or like beverage. Like okay. I don't know. It's just a mobile drink business. We've been working on the idea for quite a while, creating a logo, drinks, equipment, etc. We got it an old trailer, renovated it. At one point, only our immediate family knew about this idea and what was happening. Fast forward a couple of months, we finally decided to post the logo on social media and give a teaser for what was coming. We just wanted to get some followers, feedback, shares, etc. I want to make note that a very close friend of mine, let's name her Stephanie, shared the post without knowing exactly what it was. We appreciated all the feedback. Now, fast forward another month, I went out to eat with Stephanie and the topic came up about Stephanie wanting to start maybe a mobile drink business as well. And it was for a different type of drink from ours, but I still thought it was a little odd after that we had shared ours and she had shared on social media. Well, now Stephanie and her sister, Hefany, are starting this mobile drink business. And I just find it very weird that they started their own account after hearing about me and my sister's business. I've just found this whole thing bizarre and I'm trying not to look too much into it. Maybe just thinking that they were also inspired by me, what I was inspired by, or it was just a coincidence, or maybe they had the idea behind closed doors as well. As far as the business idea goes, I know there is room for everyone. I'm very happy for them and excited for them. And I've debated on saying anything to Stephanie because I don't want things to get weird. And ultimately I wouldn't even know what to say, but it definitely is been on my mind has been bothering me. So I'm wondering if I'm just thinking too much into this and I want to know what you guys would do if a friend of yours stole your business idea. Okay. So I think I can provide unique perspective as somebody who is launching a a business of my own Mm -hmm. currently. One, I don't think you're crazy. It it seems like there are too many variables in line for it to be a a coincidence. Could it be? Absolutely. It totally could be just happenstance that like you guys are both starting very similar businesses at the same time. So more than likely she was either heavily inspired by you starting yours and motivated by that um, and, you know, is taking heavy inspiration to do her own thing. What I would say, though, is that it's not worth the energy of you confronting and approaching them and mm-hmm. then and then, you know, attacking them for for stealing your business idea, even if it's true, because one, I don't know that that would change their trajectory with starting their own business. And two, your energy is best put into, you know, growing and and getting your business launched. There are plenty of people who do clothing brands and accessory brands, especially in my own niche that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at a lot of them and take inspiration from a lot of them. And there are, you know, there are so many, there are only so many ways to do something, right? So there are going to be times where things happen at similar times and they're very similar. But I look at it as the approach of, you know, um, rising tides raises all sales. So if you even reach out just congratulating her, and then maybe even approach it as, you know, like maybe one day you could say like uh, down the road, let's let's do a collaboration of some kind. Mm-hmm. Be, approach it from a perspective of positivity rather than attacking them because that's really not going to change anything at the end of the day. You're just going to create an enemy and probably tarnish a friendship. Um, as long as they're not infringing on any copyright mm-hmm. or any legal 
matters within your business and your brand. She does have every right to start her own business and she can do that. So I would just wish her the best and take your energy and direct that into into your brand. Yeah, I think immediate thoughts, if you need to get your stress out, I feel like she's probably very pent up, feeling very angry. What would you advise her to do? I would venting is good. Yeah, I would talk to somebody. Talk to who did she say her business part was? Was it also her sister? Yeah. Maybe you guys just chatted out about it. Like, and use this if you are feeling angry at the situation for your friend potentially stealing your idea. Use this as fuel Mm -hmm. to ensure that yours is the more profitable, better business. Yeah. Let that be the, you know, like the Fire. way to show it in their face, you know, like let that be the way to to let out your anger is by ensuring that you're doing everything possible that they can't even compete. Like they're not even going to be in the same weight class. They're going to be punching way above, way above their belt. And, you know, use that as, as fuel to fuel your brand rather than taking time away from it and directing it towards, towards hers in, an, in a negative light. Um, and I would just, you know, just do you just focus on yourself. That's what I would do. But I do understand. I would also feel quite, I'm, I'm not trying to dismiss the the anger that she's having because somebody wow. like ripped off essentially like my brand, I would feel some type of way. But like I said, if there's no legal implications involved. There's nothing that, there's no point in me, you know, approaching right. that situation other than just making sure that I'm doing everything in my power to move my wheel forward. Yeah. It's just emotional energy and time not well spent to just keep yeah. thinking about it. But I'm sure it feels good to vent here and talk to your friends. And I think a quote that's really been resonating with me is it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And in this situation, I literally see that quote. Like, I think the universe is giving you this situation for you. And maybe it is to get your business going Mm -hmm. faster, to do things better. Like you have a direct reason to work harder and it's happening for you. Absolutely. Use it as motivation and fuel just to ensure that you're you're beating your competitor and you're providing the best product and experience to to your customers. I love it. All right, last question. Okay. What advice? Oh my God, this is so applicable to you. Okay, let's hear it. We had to save this for you. <laughs> what advice do you guys have for career change? I've been out of college for a little over a year now and I'm working in biotech. Long story short, I don't enjoy the hustle of the industry, so much overtime, stress, and I'm not passionate about it. I'm thinking about going back to school for nursing because although I do like a fast-paced career, I've believe it would offer me a variety of work settings and specialties to try as well. And the possibility for more flexible schedule. I dream of a more flexible schedule so I can spend time traveling and exploring a side hustle. It would only take me a year to get my nursing degree since I do have a biology degree. So I guess my only concern is the money to go back to school. Is it justified if it's going toward my future career satisfaction? Okay. I feel like I have a, a, like you said, a good unique perspective about this because I made a massive career change in my life. Mm -hmm. I actually formerly worked in finance. Um, I was in wealth management and then ended up doing creative from there. Mm -hmm. And those things couldn't be more different. So you said a couple things there that I want to touch on. One being the, you know, the work, overtime, et cetera, involved. I think those things, if you want to excel at anything in your life, you have to realize that those things, the time and effort are going to be persistent in anything that you do. Anything that you pursue that you want to excel at, those things are going to be required for that. But the thing, the the important part there though, was talking about you not being passionate about it. Mm-hmm. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, 
those other things don't matter. And a lot of times, if you are passionate about whatever endeavor that you're pursuing, that hustle, that enthusiastic work ethic doesn't really feel all that daunting anymore. It doesn't feel quite as hard to do, even though you could be putting more time into whatever it was before. And when I did work in in wealth management, I enjoyed what I did. And I I do enjoy what I do now much more though. We would ask clients, we would do surveys with our our clientele to get a barometer for certain things. One of the questions in the survey was asking individuals what they looked forward to most in their career. And something like 70% of individuals say retirement. Oh my gosh. I think that's a quite sad statistic Mm -hmm. uh, because as adults, we spend a majority of our lives and a vast majority of our healthy, um, capable lives working. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing something that you enjoy, um, I think that with today's technology, social media, the internet, um, there's always a way to find something to do that you enjoy in some regard. So if it is nursing, um, I have plenty of family in the medical field and I have so much admiration for them. Uh, If that is something that you think you'd be passionate about, I say pursue it. And that financial aspect of going back to school, if you're going to be enjoying it at the end of the day, um, I think it's it's well worth the investment. Absolutely. And you're only a year out of college. You must be, what, 23? Yeah, this is going to be so worth it to not spend the next 45 years of your life miserable. Absolutely. One year of your life. And I can't, I don't think it could be that expensive. Yeah. And you know, the, you're you're so young right now to where like there are plenty of people in life to where they, they wait to do something. And most oftentimes not when they asked like, would you change anything? The only thing that they would change would be doing that thing sooner. Mm -hmm. I think this could be one of the situations situations where you may not be, you know, you could be miserable in your, in your current field of work. And I knew whenever I made the career change and especially with starting my brand that if I didn't do it, I would regret it for the rest of my life. And I don't want to live with those type of regrets. So if it's something that you think that you're going to be more passionate about, especially enjoying your day-to-day life, I say it's well worth the investment and to absolutely do it. Yeah. This sounds like a no brainer for me Yeah, to definitely do it. And then you can use that overtime, those extra hours that you're spending at this job you're not passionate about to work on your side hustle. Exactly. And whatever that is, you know, like I said before, the internet is a beautiful place and social media as well. So whatever interest you have for that side hustle, there is a way to monetize it and to, you know, make it even potentially your full-time income at one point. Yeah. A nurse blog. The nurse blog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Well, I think that was all of our questions. Well, hopefully the advice was good. Like I said, um, take everything that I say with a grain of salt. I'm not a licensed therapist, nor can (laughs) I'm liable to give investment advice. A doctor, Logan. Yeah, not me. So No, you're great. It was the dad advice we all needed. Exactly. From a non-dad. From a non-dad, yeah. (laughs) Just I'm everybody's father, so. Okay, anything else you want to share? Where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Um, I want to, of course, plug the brand. Like I said, if you sign up for our newsletter, um, we send out like bi-weekly newsletters about um, upcoming information about the launch products. Um, If you sign up, you're also get a chance to win a $75 gift card to the site. That's at evocamore.co. The Instagram for the brand is Mm evocamore. And my socials are Logan. If you just search Logan Armstrong on either TikTok. Why? Why did you say your at? What's your at? (laughs) My at is Logan Strong Arms, but my last name is Armstrong. (laughs) So, you know, it's just a nice, funny plan words that stuck since I was in college. So funny. Well, thank you so much, everybody. That was Logan Armstrong. And that was another episode of the Already Friends podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? <laughs> So leave your rating, leave your review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. 